Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down Hey, good morning, everybody. Time to wake and bake. Get some shit done. Scotty Real hanging out with Grow Guru. What's up, brother? What's going on, DGC and Scotty? How you doing? Yeah, man. I mean, you worked you worked uh, all weekend, man. Oh, shit, we missed a show yesterday, dude. Aurora. <laughs> I missed it, man. I miss waking up and checking out the Dude Grows channel, man. But um, yeah, so anyway, we're back. It's Tuesday. Uh, let's get things started. A little bit shorter of a show today. The dude will be back tomorrow, man. Ooh, everyone's excited. Yes, man. He wants to be missed, too, okay, man? You better miss him when he comes back, man. You better be like, <laughs> oh, man, we missed you. We could hardly hold it together, all right, man? <laughs> we do miss the dude. It's tough to... Uh, it's not nice to have uh, somebody to bounce things off of. He's you our know? fearless leader. And he ain't nothing like me. That's what's great about him. You know? <laughs> they say opposites attract. Or what man. they call foils. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like in, in like literature, where they'll talk about a foil, where like they, I mean, like the two characters kind of. Do they have foils in audible books? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm only fucking with you, man. <laughs> let's get this shit started, man. Let's uh, sh- say what's up to our buddy Dinesh over at Optic Foliar. Oh, man, he's just the one guy that's not ignoring foliar spraying, man. I mean, foliar is one of those things where it's just that little extra, you can get a little bit of extra bump with it. And not to mention, when you're doing IPM, uh, you absolutely have to foliar. Oh, so, yeah, there's no way around it in yeah. IBM. Yeah, so he's got some good products over there. My favorite is the Transport. The one that you have to start with is the Transport. That's the one that gets whatever you put with it uh, into the leaf. And then he's got some uh, Watson Rev and, and some other types of things. Uh, let's see how the one called it. ATAC. ATAC is, is one. Yeah. ATAC is the... He's got, you know, got a few other things that you mix in with, the, with the, uh, uh, your foliar spray, and it gets it through the, through the leaf, man. I'm not going to say mesophilic layer, right? <laughs> but really cool stuff. If you're not foliaring, you're missing a few percentage points on, on, on getting that top dank, man. That's something else that you can add. And uh, speaking of something else you can add, man, one of the biggest things, the biggest bump in performance is when you add CO2. And uh, Green Pad's got a really simple uh, way to add CO2 to, let's say, a smaller room, a tent, things like that. I love the Green Pad Juniors for clone my clone dome. dome. Perfect for a clone I dome. I mean, that's where you should introduce yourself to it. I, uh, yeah, just a, a real easy thing to buy. They're inexpensive. You throw it in your clone dome. It busts the parts per million. It raises the parts per million up uh, significantly, a few hundred noticeable points. And that's enough to get a bump in your, in your clones. And uh, just a really cool idea. And this is kind of, they look like the meat pads. And for a while, I was like, oh, just going to go ask my butcher for some meat they pads. They are not the same thing. Well, what he did is he went to those, the, those manufacturers or somebody that manufactures that type of thing. And he goes, yo, I know these release CO2. How can we make one that releases the craziest amount of CO2 sustainably? <laughs> and they figured it out. You know, It's a hell of a lot different than how can we make one for a fraction of a penny that's going to last for uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a, a day. So, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, shout out to Marco at GreenPad. These, these are real people with real, you know, that uh, are feeding their family with these products, man. So, Marco at GreenPad, right on. Thanks for the support. Dinesh at Optic Foliar, thank you, man. You've been with us since the start, man. Who you got for executive producer today? Yeah, this guy's cool, man. Experimental Greenhouse is always, uh, you know, bringing up some cool comments. And he's just a real, I'll say, a wealth of information. <laughs> Do I say that? Do you know what Dave Montgomery said to me today? What was that? He said he wanted to edumacate me. I, just, I would not know how to take that. And I was, from... you know, he's talking about, you know, something about, uh, but I mean, it's just the word, the, the, the fact that he said edumacate. edumacate, I was like, did you get that from me? And I go, because I got it from my sixth grade gym teacher who I thought made it up. And he goes, no, you're not the only one that says edumacate. Yeah. You got to be educated to know about education. Like, there was like this uh, military, like in back in like the seventies, you had like these guys that just came out of Vietnam, and they were teachers. They put them as PE teachers. They were like, you get on the rope, so you get educated. <laughs> yeah, man, it was no joke. <laughs> anyway, experimental greenhouse. Thank you so much for all your participation, coming on strong, and I appreciate the hell out of you, brother. 
Um, speaking of appreciating everybody, it was so cool that everyone supported us with the David Montgomery talk. I know it's been, David Montgomery is a, a soil author. Um, he's a geomorphologist, actually. He's a geologist that started looking at rocks and started under, trying to understand how rocks turn into soil and how they, you know, how rocks turn into fertilizer, which is a fucking trip, man, you know? Yeah, it is. He's, I like when he talks about having to slow things down. The hardest thing he has to do is think really slow. Oh, because if you're thinking in terms of, like, geological time, a year is nothing. Sure. Ten years is nothing. A hundred, a hundred years, years is nothing, is nothing. yeah. A thousand years, not really mm-hmm. something, but kind of. showed me a picture of a dinosaur that he has in his living room. That a triceratops. Like a, it's got like the head plate of a citer- triceratops, and I was like, "Wow, that's a, that's cool, man. That's that a geologist, cool. man, or geomorphologist." So sorry, man. <laughs> but anyway, it's just really cool to see everybody. Kingston, uh, the Kind Queen came out. Uh, Stony Montana, fucking great seeing him. Uh, Maddie C from Mountainside, and uh, just it's so many people. I'm sure I'm leaving people out, man. I'm sorry, but it was just great to see everybody there, man. Some fucking intelligent people with some really good comments. Uh, David Montgomery was telling me. Uh, man, I think Sean was it was Sean it was. Um man, he was telling me, man, hey, these guys had really cool questions and I kind of planted it in his head because he was kinda, you know, he's a published, you know, whatever Stanford guy and everything and I planted in his head, I go, come on out here and talk to these people because they're not just dopey cannabis growers, man. They're awake cannabis growers. And it was, uh, I remember somebody said to him, he goes, yeah, cannabis has really been a gateway to food awareness for me and, you know, to, to my, what I grow and, and uh, giving a shit about it. I was like, yeah, cool, man, because that's exactly what happened with me, man. I started considering what I was smoking. All of a sudden, I'm spending a fortune on what I'm smoking just trying to get the best quality inputs and then you think the same thing about food. Yeah, I'm going to go eat McDonald's. Like they're, they're, they're both plants, and you know, you're know you doing all this to take care of this plant to get the best quality cannabis. And then you start to realize that you want that in your food, too. Because why, if, if you're just smoking this and then you're, you're eating a ton of just shit, there's just, you're kind of like... Yeah, well, I mean, working against yourself. Yeah, and even some, I mean, I'm going to be really honest. I just want the dank ass fucking cannabis. I don't want the dank ass buds. So people are like, who that? <laughs> who that with that, man? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's the it, type man. of the type of bag appeal where people know you when you yeah, walk around. Yeah, what the hell happened there, man? Somebody killed a skunk, or Scotty <laughs> showed up, man. No, but just and that, but to do that though, it's not like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of textbooks, but they ain't telling me what I need to know about how to pull the that last bit of dankness out out of the flower that we're trying to push, man. To help the plant like reach its genetic potential, yeah, so, like, what it's capable of doing flavor wise. Sure, everything. we you can... want it to be able to express all. All of that growing something big they, they do that all day long at the grocery store you want a big fat head of lettuce man we can grow big as fuck man you Guess want a what? big old chicken tastes like water chicken. exactly man exactly oh, or you want salmon we can make it we got to put dye back into it but we can make it yeah so what i'm looking for is to be able to grow big heavy buds that uh that have a, a lot of oil content to them and, and have a lot of flavor components to them. I think you call them t- flavonoids. I know terpenes are what we're looking for as well. Um, man, we were talking, me and Dave Montgomery were talking. He says, I get to call him Dave now. <laughs> um, we're trying to find the lab. He's going to try to talk to some of the academics and see if we can find one of these labs with a mass spectrometer that will start analyzing. We're thinking maybe for the DGC pheno hunt. Because um, we've all got the same. Once once we isolate the phenos, we know it's, it's the, the first same time plant. you're telling me about this. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking about it. So now that we got the, it might be a cool marriage. Then we can take. We say, hey, we've got all this flower material that was grown different ways. Let's have some of the guys grow it hydroponically. Some of them grow it in an organic living soil. Document it. They need to document everything they use. It, it would be cool though for the pheno hunt. I think that's kind of the idea, anyhow. So it just might be something there. Get you know, get some uh, real academics on it. Dave Montgomery told me he goes, the next book is about does it fucking matter? Okay, if you know, if uh, you know, you grow a plant from a living soil or you grow a plant hydroponically, does it matter scientifically, quantitatively? Why does it matter? What's different? You know, what's in the hydroponic one that's not in the in in the organic one, or vice versa? Those are the facts you need to figure out if it's the same or different. I'd be really interested. We we should we need to follow through with the pheno hunt and getting everything tested. That's what I'm saying. Just man. because that would be an extraordinary amount of data for some type of, I mean, 
shit, I could write a paper with that amount of data. Yeah, and if we could use a little, a little bit of his juice to get us into some of the labs that are able to test. Most of the labs right now, just uh, they're testing for pesticides and they're testing for macros and secondaries. But they're not testing for trace elements or, or micronutrients and, and the flavonoids. That's where we'd have to get tested. But yeah, they're testing for terpenes, wouldn't you think, though? They, they test for terpenes, but only to certain like minimum quantities of it. Interesting. Um, and then like some of it is just the testing equipment we have now can't detect them to certain amounts. That's why there could be so many more terpenes we don't know about. We just they're in such small quantities we can't test for them properly right now. Man, he was explaining to me. Montgomery was explaining to me what a mass spectrometer does. Though it's cool. It just sees light, and it's just looking at the particular shade or spectrum of light. And then it compares it. How it, yep. How it changes and compares it to known things. Yeah, to a known known database. It's a trip, man. So anyway, I really enjoyed hanging out with him for the weekend and learned a lot. And um, yeah, the the live stream, we had some problems with the the microphone. So the first 15, 20 minutes of it was screwed up. After that, we got it going on. Nah, it was was actually New Belgium's (laughs) bad. One of the mics didn't work. Working around New Belgium. Yeah, but... uh, it was good information, man. So if you're checking out the live stream, go, I don't know, what, 20, 25 minutes into it? Uh, yeah, but I, th- I think it's it, it. the talk starts at 16 minutes in, but the audio doesn't really start being good until like 26 minutes in. Yeah. And then maybe everything, everything from that point on is good. I was looking at cleaning up. I'll have to pull the video down to yeah, put up ma- a cleanup. Or- maybe we'll clean up a version of it, man. Yeah, put a bunch of recharge ads all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ads, man, I went and hung out and uh, kind of like to get an idea of the state of the industry. So maybe once a year or so, I'll go out and just go to the, we got a really good magazine, like a local newsstand kind of magazine store here. So I'll support them and go buy like every cannabis magazine that I see, you know, it's just dollars. Yeah. So I, just, I think I spent 60 bucks. I bought. Maybe six mags, seven mags or something. So let's see what I got here. And I will say, fucking pissed me off enough to say something, is uh, you walk in and cigar aficionado and beer aficionado are right front and center. Like, they want you to buy those so bad. You know, go blow money on, on your, you know, your hobby, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, wine magazine, even the you know, whiskey connoisseur magazine, your guns and ammo. Holy shit, I took a picture of this one. You, dude... Hang on one second. Okay, Guru. Dude, seriously, find this picture for me if you would. I, I sent it to you, man. We were at the, uh, or I was at the magazine store, and I just, what I'm getting to, okay, is things that right front and center is, you know, smoke as many cigars as you want, drink as much whiskey as you want. Um, here, this one says, uh, this is a survival magazine. I'm all for survivaling, you know, and, and, and tying your own knots and all that shit. But this is surviving by your own will. With EJ Skullcrusher Snyder. And now take a look at Skullcrusher real quick, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's all good, but I'm just saying, if I'm really trying not to offend people, um, do I put Skullcrusher front and center? I don't know. My point is, when I went to go buy these magazines, magazines like uh, like this, you know, which is a cannabis management magazine right Hi, there. Gorgeous. Hi, gorgeous. It's a little sexualist, okay? <laughs> it's extremely. But they were... They were behind, right above the porn, okay? You know how the porn it has, like, that separate section, and it's all got paper all, all on top of it, you know, so you can't see the naked ladies? Well, That's... Ab- above there is where the cannabis shit was. Like, shame, 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 man. That's not cool. I fucking said something, man. You know me, man. I walked up, I plopped, it cost like 50 bucks for all these stupid magazines, man. And I was like, dude, really next to the porn shit? I'm like, who's doing that, man? What was their reasoning behind it? I guess because, you know, it's, it's probably actually so, uh, so popular that people just come in and browse them all the time is the only thing I would think. The reasoning was, I don't know. I didn't do it. Huh. <laughs> What can you do, man? All right? <laughs> yeah. But I am going to call up there and say something. Find the owner and say something to him, man. Because like, yeah. I think it's bullshit, man. If we're going to break the stereotype or change the stoner stereotype, fuck that being labeled with that. I mean, and you're telling me they can smoke cigars, you can drink whiskey, you know, you can fucking build machine guns. All that shit's fine, man. I'm but- also kind of surprised people still buy porno mags. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know somebody that doesn't even have a television. It's, like, it's, right? it's sticking around, but... <laughs> newspapers newspapers are going to hell, but it's sticking around. I feel bad. I just buy a newspaper, so I have something to start my fireplace with. That's a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> hey, I'm going to go through these magazines real quick. I bought a handful of them, man. So I dug this one, Cannabis Now. If you find a copy of that, you're very welcome to check it out. Or, uh, you know, it's, look, there's cool uh, extractor machines on the back. And there was some good grow shit here, man. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, man, this I thought was kind of not cool, bro. What's that? They just take dead people and, okay, Willie Nelson ain't dead, but Bob Marley and Marilyn Monroe don't know shit about Big Mike and advanced nutrients, man. I don't think they'd be down. Yeah, I don't know that if they, look, I can fix this, though, man. You think Bob would want to, you think Bob would want to smoke anything that wasn't just completely natural? That's what I'm saying, man. I've been to Jamaica and I've talked to people and they go, oh, yeah, I was trying to show off. I was like, yeah, we grow crypto over there, glowing green weed. You'd love it. And he goes... He says one thing to me. He goes, oh, isn't that grown with chemicals? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, no, nah, we don't do that here. It's like, wow, man. So, yeah, hey, by the way, Bob, Mar- so Bob Marley, now it's just a picture of him. I fixed it. But he's all over this freaking thing, man. Look, for a guy that's been dead for so long. He's pretty much through. I mean, at least there he's feeding his family, hopefully. Hopefully his family didn't sell Marley's Natural. To some, uh, oh, they did, didn't they? That Peter Thiel group or something owns Marley's Natural. Did they? Yeah, it's that big guy. It's a, definitely, there's a, yeah, Marley's Natural That's... is just a brand. Who knows who's getting paid? But anyway, this was an interesting magazine, Cannabis Now. And then there's a bunch of different ones, man. Like some of these are really, like this one says, uh, you know, it's aimed at the cannabis professional. This one looks more like an office politics magazine, doesn't it? By the way, man, when you put four chicks on the cover and say, hello, gorgeous, you might as well just walk up to a chick at a bar, stare at her boobs and hey, go, it's a little hello, bit, gorgeous. It's a little bit more creative than hello, gorgeous. It says, hi. Oh, hi, gorgeous. H-I-G-H, Hi, gorgeous. I'm sorry, man. Look, more, more hawking, man. How much fucking money does... Uh, Is that the same ad? Does Advanced Nutrients make? I mean, that's a dumb question because they make a shitload, but they're everywhere. But there's some good, there's some greenhouse guys in here, so I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff. Hey, look who's on the cover of Weed World, homie. Mendo. Mendo Dope. Yeah, man. So this is cool, man. I love seeing men. I just love seeing these guys in their big-ass fucking uh, trees, man. They kind of grow the trees I dream about growing. Did you see the one they, they trained it to look like a giant microphone? No, Outdoors. that's awesome. Hey, <laughs> dude. I did used to make hash just like that's good bubble hash right there, man. That's beautiful bubble yeah, hash. Yeah, I used to make I'd be happy when I came home with... Uh, a night's work of a a big temple ball like that, man. <laughs> so this is Weed World. It's pretty cool. Um, the Rev and Skunk Magazine. I ain't got no problem with the Rev, man. I like what he's doing. He's been doing it for a long-ass time. It's kind of interesting. Take a look at some of the branding, though, man. This is CBD. You know, you got a, what's that, a 60-year-old dude backpacking, enjoying? That's awesome. Hey, by the way, I saw the most awesome thing. So this is Skunk Mag. Love, love for the Rev. I seen a, uh, it was like a hoodie, and you know how a hoodie has like the two drawstrings right here? Yeah. Well, it was an extra long drawstring. Guru, get ready to fucking have your mind blown, okay? One half of it sticks on the vapor pen, and the other half, and you put it in your pocket. So one half is sitting here in your pocket, and then the other half, you just go like this. You got the drawstring, you just pick it up. It's like a camel pack. It's like a camel pack for your, yeah, for your vape pen, man. And it's fucking cool, man. So all of a sudden you're just sitting there hitting on your, uh, hitting on your drawstring. Just, I thought you were about to say that the drawstrings to the sweater were like connected and that one end was a bowl and the other was where you just draw from. Next. (laughs) Next. This one's the hemp connoisseur. It's almost like more like, uh, like chieftain there, like clothes and stuff. So a lot of fashion in this one. Not much grow. This one was kind of marijuana venture. Seems to be like for investors and shit like that. You know, again, you got, I think it's the same extraction machine as it was on the other professional mag. But I guess if you're trying to buy a $100,000 extraction machine, maybe you start looking, see, see who's research. spending money. Um, should, did we do this one yet? This was a good one, man. Cannabis now? I don't think so. I like this magazine. If you can get a copy. Shit, it's the oh, same. Oh, no. Yeah, we did. Eight, eight, yeah, we did. Okay, cool. So now I see that. It's the same <laughs> fucking ad over and over again. So, yeah, I thought this one was pretty good, man. Good bud shots. And, yeah, I mean, we need some industry mags for running a dispensary. Definitely. And then uh, old tried and true high times here, man. You know? The one and only. Yeah. I mean, they're not selling fake bud anymore, are they? 
I don't. Uh, I haven't looked no. at it in a long time. <laughs> no, I saw some stuff. Shit. I saw some stuff in there that you like. It flavors your bud for you or your herb blend. Ooh, hey, this dude's using a. Uh, it's not the crafty. He says get crafty on there, but look, that's the one we got, man. That's a mighty. That's the mighty right there. Yeah, interesting. The Wizenator. Ooh, the Wizenator Touch now. Wait. What? <laughs> the Wizenator Touch. I don't know what it means. He's got iPhone controls. Oh, whoa. Dude. I don't I think I do know what it means, man. It's fucking creepy. I told you that I was flying home from can't remember. Oh, Whistler. I think it was Whistler. It might have been Amsterdam. I can't remember. But it was like something where I was kind of flying dirty. And I had a magazine. I had like a, what's the Mark Emery's magazine called? It was like oh, um, Cannabis Culture. Cannabis Culture. Okay. And on the front was just tons of buds on the front cover. And I was falling asleep on the airplane. I didn't want to make a total spectacle of myself. So just, you know, casually I threw the magazine, turned it over. And fell asleep. When I woke up, I looked, and then it was the Wizenator ad with like pictures of the Wizenator with three different colors. And the woman judged Matched me. His skin tone. Yeah, the woman next to me had judged the shit out of me already, man. There's no way I could pull it off. Do you think that's what she thought it was, or it was a big fucking fake penis sitting there that said the Wizenator, man? That was the magazine. That was what I chose to put on my desk, man. <laughs> my little. Yeah, yeah, man. So anyway, good, <laughs> good stuff. Guru, we, we got a little high beforehand, man. It's kind of fun fucking around, bullshit a little bit, man. So always love to hell the boys. Yeah, man. Hell, yeah. dude, check this out, man. Who did uh, put this on? Somebody put this um, on Google Plus. But check. I'm so sorry. I'm not giving credit where credit is due. Um, this is amazing, man. This is a truck. That is a greenhouse. Wait, what? Yup. The guy took a box truck and he made it into a greenhouse. One of those Kickstarter projects. I'll click on the video, man. Let me show a couple seconds of this video. It's fucking cool. One step that I would recommend to people that they could make today is to talk to friends and look up where their local farmer's market is and then go there to get some of their food. Another thing that's really, really easy, think of something that you really like to eat you know, any kind of vegetable or herb and plant some, whether it's in your windowsill or your backyard, you know, whatever you have. There's something special about growing food because you're having this communion with the earth. The plant is absorbing nutrients from the soil. That plant is turning the sun into energy that you can then eat and get that energy in your body. And you're interacting with the ocean because this plant uses water that has evaporated off the ocean. It's as simple as just growing food because it tastes better, but there is a sense of that. When you, when you do start doing it, you start to realize the connection that you're having, and so it's a very natural process. You know, what you eat, you become, and uh, you're eating the earth, the sun, and the oceans, you know, just in this little spinach over here. I, I was looking at it, man. I mean, it looks like you could do it with like a school bus, maybe. I was thinking getting like a short bus. It's got all windows already, man, you know? And uh, I think you just have to do like skylights or something in the ceiling, you know? Huh. Or, yeah. or you could do like a retractable ceiling so that you could pull it, open it up if you wanted to get a ton of fresh air and not keep the heat in. I was just thinking about it, man. And look, these guys got raised beds in there and stuff, and I could go around. Uh, to youth centers for underprivileged children. <laughs> spread <laughs> spread the knowledge of recharge to the world. You know what, man? I, I really am pretty invigorated or reinvigorated from hanging out with Dave Montgomery where, man, this uh, living soil, uh, you know, the, the, the way that we're doing things or, or the, the way that uh, uh, soil works, rather, and the, the old ways of agriculture, it's going to go by the wayside. It's going to be a, a passing phase you know oh remember uh you know when we first invented those chemical fertilizers we used them for everything and we just threw a ton on on everything and it worked yeah that was weird you know that was a crazy time um i just think that there's that we are getting to a point where you know guys like montgomery and the joel soliton and all these guys are making progress you and the whole key is uh economics you're going to be able to produce food Damn, i mean it's, it's distracting me <laughs> You're going to be able to produce food for less money because you're going to have to buy less things. If you don't have to buy the insecticide. Well, yeah, if you can get the same yield and your inputs are almost like next to nothing or sure. way, considerably just lower, way lower than they were. And your plants are healthier so you don't have to use as much pesticides or fungicides on anything. 
you're yeah, of course it's going to be and, way cheaper to do that. Yeah, and the other thing was diesel fuel because all the things when you apply pesticides and fungicides and fertilizers, you'll do it with your tractor. You have equipment man. to do everything. Yep, you're loading up that tractor, driving it. The tractor doesn't drive itself yet, so some you know you're paying somebody to drive it. It takes a uh, it takes a bit of work, man. And if you cannot have to do that, if you can only do that by um, just making a couple passes. I mean, these guys are talking about doing things where they mow down the weeds and they mow down the cover crop. They plant at the same time, front of the tractor mows them down, the back of the tractor plants, and then they harvest. And that's it. The soil does all the rest of the work, man. And that's the way it should be. It'd be pretty cool if it was anyhow, man. So I think there's a real future um, telling people about this kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. I was thinking about making one of these mobile greenhouses and showing up at the Broncos game and <laughs> that kind of shit, man. Talking to people about soil, man. Grilling veggies? Your soil's alive, man. <laughs> yeah, we're grilling veggies, man. <laughs> grilling veggies. Sounds like what I should put on the back of my jersey. <laughs> anyway, man, what do we got, What's man? the DGC smoking on? Uh, what do you got? Oh, man, a little dank nugs, man. Come on. What you got, man? All right. What does this say? This says roadkill from South Oz 420. South uh, South Ounce 420. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, I get it, man. I get the kids' nomenclature, man. Ooh, what the hell is that, man? Frosty. It's white. Beautiful. Hell yeah, man. South uh, South OZ420. Oh. You can see the perfect burn on those tips, too? South Australian into glass oh. and grass. I also make stuff out of glass and have an Instagram profile, which is Baked Head Glass 420 Thanks for telling us, brother. Thank you. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Beautiful buds, man. I know if I go to Australia, I can, get, I can find some dank down there. Now, dude know, can find it in Hawaii. I think we got there's enough people in Australia. Yeah, we got I talked somebody. To, I did talk to the dude, and he was super happy to, that he was able to kind of hook up in Hawaii and meet some nice people down there. And he was like, "Dude, the cannabis scene down here is fucking awesome." So he I did have, say that. He said, "Yeah, it was he was really good He scene. was really stoked on it, man. Definitely." Uh, what do we got, man? What's in the nug vault? You get a thousand nugs for uh, for being featured uh, oh, in our we got nug these section. Procure sample kits. Do we still have bottle. those, man? All yeah, right. we do. That was now. What is that? That's I know. Procure is it's, it's a disinfectant. It's not, it, it, it's not the Procure D. It's not the gas. Okay. It's the Procure V. So you spray it. Kit, it's a spray for like sterilizing your room at the end of a run or something. Or right. Cleaning equipment. That's pretty much what it's perfect for. Interesting. And it's really cool. It, it all it all comes in the kit. It comes with the spray bottle as well. Yeah, those are the guys in the V. The Procure V was the one where it was some uh, gas, right? That was it. Didn't make a gas. The Procure oh, the D, the D. D is the gas. The, they have the slow-release gas, which is like a... I guess it, it releases a little bit all the time for like a month and is just kind of like, I guess, like your IPM. It just kind of like is looking out for you. You and really guys, the bugs. They have the same thing that can be used uh, as like a fast dispersal, and that's like a... You need to wear a respirator and right. go in, set it off, and let it clean the whole room. But it can get in all the nooks and crannies that you couldn't get wiping down with bleach or spraying somewhere and into, like, fans and equipment and sterilize sure, all that stuff. Sure, which is, I mean. Man, we need to have an IPM show. We, we just need to really address it, man. I think we do. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be something good. All right, cool, man. Hey, uh, oh, I wanted to, oh, what do we got, man? What did I miss here, man? Uh, the Growers Love section. What did I mess over here, man? It says Rocket Boy 9 drops some knowledge about fire safety in our indoor home grow rooms. You know, it looks like Pothead Assistant put this on. I hadn't seen it. it snuck by me. So Rocket oh, Boy 9. It's yeah. never been good when a fire breaks out in an indoor grow, but it's even more tragic when the grow room is in our home. I want to take this moment to say something about fire safety in an indoor grow. We've all heard the horror stories of bad wiring, catching fire, or the plant canopy getting too close to a hot light and burst into flames. Right. Dude, this thing's fucking legit, man. What An AFE is what? An automatic fire. I was going to... Extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, so it looks like, yeah, it looks like he's got, he's talking about fire sprinklers in here. I mean, dude, fire sprinklers would be, I'd be scared of melting them or something like that, screwing it up. I just couldn't yeah. imagine fire sprinklers going on in my grow. Like, say goodbye to 20 grand. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So then they got it. It looks like they've got an automatic fire. What is it? What did I say? Fire extinguisher. There we go. I'm going to call it an arrester. Um, he just says, my, my AFE lets me sleep better. And there's just real, a lot of good information on it. There's, uh, it says Fire Boys. This, that's the way you can search for if you want more information on it. But thank you so much for this, man. This is Rocket Boy 9. What's up, man? Know about the author? I want to talk about you, man. I want to know something about you. But thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that yeah, information. I went into a lot of detail about a couple different yep. uh, solutions for, for controlling yep. fires. That's awesome. Hey, and we're still doing, I just wanted to tell you, we're doing the DGC guest, hashtag DGC guest. Uh, folks should, I think uh, Pothead Assistant is monitoring um, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think that's all we can monitor it on. Maybe on, you can throw it on uh, throw it on anything, man. We kind of yeah, see all that stuff. So, yeah, we'll find it. So if you got somebody cool or if you yourself want to be a DGC guest, I don't know. I don't know. Can you tag yourself? But And there's a bunch of people that have been... Uh, uh, that would be great guests that have recommended. And I've been like, yeah, dude, definitely come on. And I just grew. We got to work it out. I don't have a system for like getting this all, you know, getting everybody scheduled. So, so many people fall through the cracks. So, you know, please uh, understand. I, I don't mean anything by it. I would love to talk to everybody. And if I've shined you, please don't take it personally. Just ask again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and if anyone wants to shoot me an email at Sean at dude grows. I can I can help get stuff scheduled too. Yeah, dot com. We'd love it. I really enjoyed. I think Sparky One Up said something this morning about it. it was fun having all the stone calls. I enjoy talking to these people too. I'm learning stuff, and uh, yeah, I absolutely love it, man. So let's keep it going. You know who I want to talk to a little bit? Who's that? The professor. We need to get the professor on. Yeah, man. The professor was over at the uh, what was it? A Q and A yesterday. The David Montgomery Q and A, and he's local. I forgot. I forgot, man. And he's just so fucking smart. Art, man, like we were talking about the Charles Darwin. Somebody was like, uh, oh, Dave Montgomery was like, anybody know what Charles Darwin's last book was about? And he did. And uh, it was about worms, turns out. And you know, Darwin, after a while, man, he just wanted to watch the wondered where his rocks went in his front lawn. I was like, where does it go, man? It was the worms. Earthworms. Yeah, but uh, they were like, does anybody know what it was called? And Professor Brent raises his hand. He's like, yeah, it was blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what it was called. And I was there yesterday, okay? <laughs> but he knew. He goes, yeah, I read it. You know, I was like, holy shit. This guy's awesome. So I love having people like that in the community, man. Yes. Um, it's time for some social media. You know, yeah, we're trying this hashtags thing. I appreciate it. Um, and people are doing it, man. So thank you so much. I tell you what, Bobby Buds. Bobby Buds on Instagram. Uh, how many plants is that? <laughs> That's fucking interesting, man. It says uh, celebrating my 50th. This is Bobby Dot Buds, B U D Z. Uh, celebrating my 50th post, six strains, eight by 10. Hashtag killing it, man. Got to tell you, man. That's true. Killing it. Yep. And hashtag dude grow show is how we found you. So if anybody wants to be featured, hashtag dude grow show, we will. What do you do? You got to share those or how do you help them? I want to I want to get him some followers, man. Yeah, everyone go and uh, go and follow Bobby Buds. I'll, I'll figure it out. We're, we're going to refine this. Look at JR Token with something new to smoke, man. Come on over, brother. This is JR Token with some cookies from Raw Genetics. Yeah, where you at, Brad? Brad from Raw Genetics needs to come back on the show, man. He was cool as fuck, man. Ooh, what's Bud McLovin working on? Yeah, speaking of cool as fuck, you got Bud McLovin. Ooh, it's a little baby. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to shoot this really quick. Little baby right here, and he said he's got a question. Uh, he says, there's still some kind of, there's still a little seed shell around one of my tiny leaves. Should I remove it? If the answer is yes, how should I do it? Okay. He's got hashtag dude grows show, which is why we, we saw this as well. I just real quick, man, mother nature is going to, it's got you, you know what I mean? I'm looking at that and how could that cause any kind of a problem? I just don't see oh, it causing I mean, a problem. In two weeks, that leaf's going to fall off. Yeah, that's what I mean. The whole leaf's going to be gone. So I would just leave it. I'm one, maybe put a little fan on that thing. I'll say when you get, uh, 
seeds like that that just pop, it's nice to get a little breeze going because sometimes, especially if you just put them in a windowsill or low light, they want to stretch all the way up well, to the even, light. Man. Even with that, it's it's always good for there to be them to be just barely moving in the wind a little yep. bit because it's gonna make the st- the plant's gonna strengthen its stem to combat that. Yep. And make it have be a little bit sturdier and stronger plant. Yeah, it's easy when you pop seeds. It's easy to screw up seeds when you pop them and get these huge long things that come out. They're four or five inches long, and then they've got their little dicot leaves coming off, you know? And yeah, like, and then fuck. it's never going to be able to hold up a plant. Yeah, then you got to stake it up, and it's this goofy-looking thing that's never right. So, yep, don't make it stretch to the light and, uh, and put a fan on it to keep it, to keep it uh, strengthened. Hey, real quick from Facebook. Are you, anybody follow these guys? It's now this weed. I've it's, definitely seen it before. There's some funny shit, man. So check this out. This is uh, it's just it's, this is actually informative, man. It says more. It says Americans wake and bake. It says more people wake and bake in America than anywhere else. Which, yeah, more people got to drag their fucking bones to shitty jobs every day than anywhere <laughs> else. I mean, we got 300 million people here, so it makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I just thought this was cool, man. Hey, that was just Ricky. people waking and baking with the boys then yeah well we're doing our part man. we're working on it you know, and i ain't got no problem with it man you know what actually the, the good segue check this out what i found in the news man i'm sorry i did not find this i was on google plus this weekend i'm so sorry man i'm not giving credit to anybody there was a really cool article i don't even have the link right now i owe you one man somebody posted this really uh it's not a cool article. It was actually a very frustrating article, but uh, it was a really good thread over on the uh, DGC Google Plus group. Uh, how can we break the irresponsible stoner stereotype? And uh, this is by somebody that I don't think smokes weed. If so, maybe they smoked it once. But this was by Maya Novacow. And it's on April 20th, 2017. I'm fucking offended by that. She wrote this. But anyway, um, it says this cannabis is becoming more and more mainstream. Opinion polls show growing support of marijuana legalization. Man, it was like she wrote this like a book report or something like it that. It looks like a book report. Yeah. So the questions have to be answered. Uh, it talks about breaking the stoner stereotype. Um, still, the stigma persists. Most people see cannabis users as lazy, unsuccessful, and potentially troubled human beings. No, I don't think that's the case. I think you do, man. I think this chick that's writing this article does. Uh, where does this dated stereotype come from? Uh, yeah, I just smoked weed with a nameless person who is smart as fuck. Okay, <laughs> man. Might even be an ap- academic, man. Uh, okay, so what's to say? Uh, uh, we could cast the blame upon television, movies, or newspapers, but we could also, but we could also act mature and admit our own responsibility for the unfavorable image. So she's saying we kind of dug our own grave with the whole stoner stereotype thing. So the question that has to be answered is what marijuana enthusiasts do wrong, and more importantly, what can we do differently to look better in the eyes of society? Huh. Man, I wonder. This chick probably puts on a lot of makeup and goes and buys designer jeans to make sure that uh, that people think a lot of her, man. For me, I'm happy. You know, I just, just like to live my life and be happy and... Um, by doing that, most of the time, I think society looks at the happy guy that's having a good time and goes, what's, hey, hey, what's he on? Oh, he's just smoking some weed? Oh, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Note to self. Huh. And she says, first, we need to act responsibly, period. It means no marijuana is safer than alcohol excuses for stone driving. Yes, it is safer than alcohol. In fact, according to the late research conducted by NHTSA, any died is safer. Oh, man, yeah, any drug is safer than alcohol where you can just drink yourself. Like, one bottle. If you turn over a bottle of, like, hard liquor, you can die. Mm. 
Huh. Yeah, I know. This one starts pissing you off. This it starts pissing. You start li- reading this article and you just get angry. Uh, <laughs> yep. Firstly, we need to act responsibly. Well, you know what, man? I think maybe everybody needs to uh, take a look at what's actually going on and make an evaluation. You're right. Don't compare cannabis to alcohol because it's not. I can smoke three joints and then get on, uh, you know, a sales call or, or an intelligent converse, get into an intelligent conversation and uh, keep my shit together. You know, I mean, anybody, I don't give a shit, man. Have somebody drink, uh, you know, Three strong drinks and tell me it ain't affecting them, man. Oh, it's gonna, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's two, three shots in each drink if you're doing it right, man. <laughs> you know, it's not, your bartender yeah. likes you treat your bartender. Yeah, like I mean, you're drinking nine, ten. I'm just saying that um, the problem is, is that it's being compared to all this. You know, if you compare it to alcohol, yeah, I can see why it's people, like apples and oranges. You can't the way the it way totally is. the way the two impair people is completely different. For the most part, when someone's stone driving, they slow down as opposed to or, or make sure they're going the they're speed They're more careful, limit. yeah. Yeah, and try to be more careful. Uh, someone driving on alcohol is uh, more erratic and prone to just gunning it the entire way. So. Yeah, like there was one part in here. Let me see if I can find it. They were talking about how there's more. Um, how was it? Yeah, here it is. Uh, uh in the state of Washington alone, where recreational pot is legal, the number of stone drivers involved with fatal car incidents has more than doubled from 2010 to 2014. Now, that's really easy to say, but were they testing as many people in 2010 you know, compared to 2014? Um, in 2014, if they have some uh, cannabis in their system and, and w- when they died, how do you know that they were stoned? You know, there's no way to test if they were stoned. There's no, no way to know if they smoked yesterday, yeah. that morning, or a month ago. Yeah, and what is impaired? I mean, if it's a five nanogram limit, I mean, I couldn't smoke for three days, man. I'd still be a lot over that five nanogram limit, I think it's man. more than three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so it's it's just, this was a pretty frustrating article, man. So yeah, You've been eating those gummies. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I thought, where was this from? Uh, MonroeBoulevard.com. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, I just thought it was kind of... I don't know. I don't. I don't actually. wasn't too down with it, man. I think we break the stoner stereotype by living a positive life. I will say, be respectful. Don't go fucking smoking a joint right in front of uh, people that don't want it. You know, don't go go blowing joint. Uh, you know, forcing it in people's faces and whatnot. You can do it pretty mellow. You know, but people should accept the fact that they might smell pot smoke every now and again. If you're downtown, you might smell some pot smoke. Scroll to the bottom of this and look at the response from Michael. This guy knows what he's talking about, and he does not sound happy with the person that wrote this article. Michael, (laughs) their testing is based on junk science. There is only two types of THC out of 12. That is psychoactive. One is THC. Once he, oh Jesus, what are we doing here, man? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying, like this guy pretty much tore apart. Yeah, scientifically, if you want to go check that out, go check that out. But we don't need to read through that. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, (laughs) this guy's really scientific about it. He's got carboxyl groups. He's separating, man. But um, interesting article. Let's go blaster. Let's go tell her she needs to smoke more weed. Yeah. All right, man. You want to give a little shout out, man? Maybe. Lambert Pete. Yeah, you know what? I got some Lambert Pete in my uh, in my bed. Put man. another couple of another uh, another couple of bales in yep. the no till bed, yep. right? I'm doing two bales of uh, Lambert Pete. You know the premix stuff, right? To uh, one big rectangle. What is that? Probably a ten kilogram rectangle of cocoa. And I'm just buying the down to earth. Down to earth has down to earth cocoa. Those big compressed bales. For outdoor, they're cool, man. I mean, they have, like, some leaves in there and shit when you uncompress them. But I don't give a fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's going in my sterile indoor garden. So but it's it, definitely a, it's a nice blend of, like, a peat and cocoa mix. Oh, the, the Lambert is. Yeah, yep. the Lambert's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking, the, the Lambert is fucking clean. Right. There ain't no leaves in that shit. Man. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. definitely not. Yeah, but what I'm doing is I'm taking the, uh, uh, just the pure peat that they have. They've got a peat with, I think it's 20% perlite, 10% vermiculite, I want to say. Just their potting mix. About yeah. right. um, and I'm taking that one and I mix that. I cut that with one of those big down-the-earth cocoa bricks, the, the biggest ones that they have, the 10-kilogram ones. Um, and then I mix it all up in my raised beds, add some minerals to it, and 
I'm hoping that that gets me somewhere this I summer. I my head in there this morning. Everything's looking, looking good. good. Everything's yeah. looking really good. As a matter of fact, Guru, you had a cool idea since we did the live stream yesterday. Um, we were thinking about maybe doing some live streams at 420 in the afternoon, going out there and smoking a joint in the greenhouse. And uh, I don't know, just checking in on the plants, seeing what's up, seeing if we get any progress. I think we will. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know cool. there's going to be progress. Yeah, it gives us a chance. I loved seeing everybody and bullshitting with everybody yesterday. So very cool, man. Very cool. Can I give a shout out, man, to my boys Aquarius Hydroponics, man? Oh, they're slaying it with the recharge. Yeah, man, out in Springfield, Massachusetts. Very cool place, man. Spent a summer in Springfield back in the 70s, man. Spec Pond, man. Is that where the Simpsons is supposed to be based mm, you on? Know, there's a Springfield so many places. It's like They'll Springfield, never Indiana is the one that it might be. I don't know, man. Because there's got to be a nuclear power plant there. Huh. Interesting. I'm more of a Shelbyville guy, man, <laughs> where you can marry your attractive cousin. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yep, it's different between Springfield and Shelbyville, man. On that note, let's take a break <laughs> and check out some memes. Today I traded the best bud I ever grew for a T-top Camaro, the kind without a roof. Today I traded the best bud I ever grew To my friendly dentist for a tooth he had to fill Turns out the good doctor a little weed That's the way that he comes I'm more than happy to trade I give him what he needs And he fixes my teeth Today we can trade stuff But cannot sell our weed Someday, soon tomorrow The law will let us be break man i feel a little different man just a little different <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> you know what, what what we were smoking man we were smoking the dr j weed man it was, it was the uncle nancy i fucking love that weed man i love that guy and i love the weed he grows man i mean the cannabis he grows it's, <laughs> it's delicious nah it's really good stuff man um okay so what we got here man now it's uh do get in a little grow talk here let's just do a couple questions and we'll save a couple questions for when the dude's back, man. Oh, we so. got a stockpile waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. All right. So here we got Octopot and Canna. And this is, uh, what is it, Cali, Califos for me? What is that, man? Help me out. Help me out. Califos oh. for me. 
Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, man. Says, hey, DGC, dude, Mr. Real and Guru. Hey, they're starting to address you by name, man. You must be moving on up, brother. Says, teach me your recipe for a res mix. I'll be growing an alien rift in an octopot with cocoa. I have purchased all the cannoline and even the PK-1314. And most importantly, a new batch of recharge. Yeah. I've been a paying member since last year and worth every penny. I've listened from episode one, sorry, dude, to 150 and from 320 to some current episodes. Hell yeah, this is awesome, man. All right, so there's a lot of information here, um, but uh, is there anything? I'm, yeah, it's a real simple, man. This is the recipe that I use now. Um, Octopots were what I first started. I met the Octopot folks. It's a real nice couple um, that has a, a – basically, they, they kind of were on the same vibe I was on of the sip pots. They, they were, we were both trying to find the biggest bottom-feeding pot we could. So he's got a six-gallon uh, – I should say they do because it's, it's a couple that made it. Uh, they've got a six-gallon reservoir and uh, um, the pot the, – it's basically a, the reservoir and the container are all in one. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it is that you very quickly run out of water in the octopot. So uh, um, I like to daisy chain mine together, you know, put the kind of what I call it, a slave reservoir or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then a, you know, a working reservoir will be politically correct, bro. And then uh, and then have like a big 55 gallon drum. I could, do we have any information about that? I'm sure that I do. What on? On, on how I make, set up the, the reservoirs. Reservoir? Yeah. yeah. Sure yeah, I know we do. Check check out uh, my Should YouTube on, channel. Yeah, that and search on dogrows.com. Yeah, and as far as I like to water these things from the bottom, I don't like to, I don't like to get the tops wet. It seems like they stop sucking from the bottom uh, if you just keep on watering them from the top. So what I would do with the octopods is I would just do a once a week treat where I would use, do recharge once, maybe every five days. I would say that sounds more of about right. Uh, every five days, I would just dip a two-gallon watering can in the reservoir, uh, use heavy recharge. I mean, for me personally, I would go like a tablespoon per gallon because I'm just using it once a week. Were you just adding uh, worm castings, like 10% worm castings to the cocoa, or were you yes. adding any perlite? He's asking that later uh, on. You know, no, I did not add perlite. Perlite screws up the sip buckets, in my opinion. I don't add perlite. I just add 100% cocoa. Uh, I would sometimes put perlite, you know, and like actually on, on the octopots, you don't need any perlite. But, uh, um, yeah, just 100% uh, good good quality cocoa. I would definitely recommend using can of cocoa. And then he's asking if uh, you have to pH the octopot throughout the week or once pH is good, you should be good. If you have a slave reservoir, it's always dumping in correctly pH. Yeah, solution, so. yeah so that's what I'd be a little bit... Um, that's kind of why I like the idea of having as soon as the water goes down. So you got this amount of water in there when it goes down to there, man, you've got 50%. You reduced your water volume by 50%, man. That's going to change the concentration, you know, it, it, it because, yeah, the plant's not going to be uptaking everything. Right. It's going to be pulling certain things differently. Right. So, so the idea of having them connected, daisy-chained, and, and having a, a, a reservoir there is that it, sh it constantly maintains that level. You know, it's constantly got two, two and a half inches of water in there. Um, so, yeah, it's a real big upgrade when you're talking with the octopots and whatnot is to daisy-chain them together. Um, yeah, if, if, there's any, if you need any information on it, just hit me up. I can get, get specific with you. But um, you know, what else are you asking? Oh, as far as nutrients, I would just get that can of chart and just start with that. I mean, I would literally just follow that can of chart to start off with and do a once a week, five days, uh, every five days, I'd hit them with a heavy recharge with the can of nutrients. So if you've got, you know, say that you got a 50-gallon drum or you got, I guess you don't even need, just, it, even if they're not pre-mixed, mix yourselves, uh, you know, your two gallons of nutrients, like you're going to uh, water the plant you know, from the bottom and just water it from the top with a bunch of recharge. I don't like getting a bunch of recharge water down into the, uh, into the reservoir. Do you like, uh, could you, I guess, purge water in your recharge from the top, have your slave turned off? And then either vac out or just pur purge out all the recharge that's in there and then let fresh reservoir water come in just to try and limit how much recharge is getting. You definitely down. can, but it's, it's easy enough just to kind of monitor it and just make sure you don't go to saturation. When you hit it with the recharge with the soil microbes, you want those in, you know, in, in the root zone. Yeah, in the top root zone. You don't want it sitting in that reservoir. So, you know, it's, it's not that difficult, man. You know, you just, you know, when you're watering to run off. Yeah. Yeah, so 
Um, Especially yeah, with Coco. But I hate to be so boring or whatever, but the instruction can. It comes with a good feed chart. That's what I've gone off for years, and it works really well. Um, they've got the proportions down, so then all you need to do is just adjust the concentration of it, meaning that uh, if your plants uh, show signs of over-fertilization, use the same mixture in the same proportions. You just add a little bit more water to it. You know, so it's real simple at that point. And can of cocoa is specifically formulated and buffered for their cocoa media, too. That's what I'm saying. Don't try to overthink it right now. Only thing I would do was every five days hit them with uh, add recharge and top water them. Maybe know? an enzyme. Might throw a biocozyme in there. Well, they have canazyme. He's got or, a oh, he, oh, he has canazyme. Yeah, he's yeah. got canazyme right. in there. He has a full on. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Just follow the can of feed <laughs> chart and then buy a strain dependent. Yeah, um, but strain dependent on quarter on concentrations, meaning that you might want to go eighty percent of that feed chart, you know, because uh, you know the recharge might be making the uh, uh, nutrients act a little bit more efficiently. But so you might say, oh, I got to go eighty percent, or dude, this strain is hungry, man. I can go hundred, hundred and ten percent, and it just doesn't want to burn no matter what I do. Great, you know. Yeah, I wish I could smoke. I have to drink strain dependent. <laughs> so. It- what other oh, yeah, questions man. we got going on here? Experimental greenhouse, Oh, this man. is a good one. He sounds just like me. I want to recharge the whole world. Wasn't there a song like that, man? I'd like yeah, to the recharge, recharge the world. Da, 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 da. All right, I'm doing it, man. <laughs> Make Eli sing that song. All right, so you got it. <laughs> uh, you got it, brother? Yeah, well, really, I just want re- I wanted to recharge my property. I've created an edible landscape, and it takes a lot of spray to control everything. Elaine Ingham says our whole program is the soil. Whole problem. Or our whole problem is the soil is dead. She has shown if you add back the microbes through compost and organic, and organic matter that you can sustain crops off of the rocks and minerals already present in most soils. Mm-hmm. I'm too lazy for that scale of work. My question is, how do I apply recharge to my whole property with, la- with the least amount of effort? Would hose-in sprayer work with recharge soup? I can make batches in trash can, 32-gallon trash cans, and pump it through a water hose, but that could take forever. Is there a way I can get my recharge hooked up to my tap water garden hose and blast it everything with an within an acre i do not care how much recharge money it would take i like to experiment and push the limits all right check this out guru you mind pulling up this product for me really quick yeah, uh, it's I got the, it. what's it it's called the dram siphon jet fertilizer mixer uh it's 15 dollars and 95 cents so you can find these all over the place this is the type of thing you need it's just a a, a venturi siphon uh injector chemical injector basically and what it's basically you put like a five gallon bucket um you know next to your hose like right next to your spigot and you would fill that with you know five gallons of water or something like that and then you a lot of recharge a really heavy concentration of recharge um you kind of going to have to do some math. I really don't have any hard. I'll have to figure out uh, the math on this. This will be a good uh, project for me. But um, it's a 20 to 1 ratio. I should see if my 6th grader or my 7th grader can do this. You know, okay, recharge is mixed at a 20 to 1 ratio. and you know, So there's probably, what, about 4 or 5 gallons a minute coming out of your... Uh, coming out of your uh, hose end sprayer and it depends if if you put like you know if you limit it with a uh, what do they call those things like one of those um like the hose end sprayer type thing where it has the where you can choose how many teaspoons per gallon you want to be coming out of no no i'm just thinking just a regular nozzle you know this thing a lot of times you can find these hose end sprayers that will have um, i'm sorry the siphon jet fertilizer mixtures that you can change the dilution ratio on. You can change the injection from right. 20 to 1 to 10 to 1 to 5 to 1. They do. I'll see if I can find an adjustable one. Um, but what I really try to do is I'm just trying to get the recharge on the lawn or on, you know, on, the, on the area, I'll say. I'm not really super worried about concentration. You know, I'm trying to do it in an efficient manner. Um, so, yeah, I would probably put if I was trying to do a pound of recharge or something like that. You know, if I I would put the pound in there and mix it all up, and then I would just continue to spray until that was gone. You know, so it's tough. To, it's kind of tough to measure. I don't know exactly how much water you're using, but I do how much recharge. Know how much recharge you're getting on the area. And plan so, it, plan to do it a day before it's going to rain too. 
Oh, to, to wash so, it in, so it can get soaked in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or run your sprinklers afterwards because you that do you too. do want them to get you do want them to get down into the soil. But uh, yeah, you should be able to do it, man. Uh, something like this. I'll see if I can find the one. I had an adjustable one at one point in time, uh, one of these siphon jet fertilizer mixtures, and it was pretty cool, man. Uh, definitely works. I don't know. That's, that's about it. No. Yeah. Anything that I answer that question? <laughs> this is a big blackout, man. <laughs> anyway, if you guys got any questions or if I answered it poorly, please get a hold of me, man. I'd be glad to BS with all y'all and and figure this all out, man. Because, uh, dude, I was just talking to uh, Dave Montgomery, and we're talking. He, I, I said, man, do you have a lawn? And he's like, yeah, I got a lawn, but he's got two different types of clover. Uh, I think he's got, like, white and... It's not crimson. I want to say it's like white and pink clover. Uh, And then he's got two different kinds of grasses. He's got a warm season grass and a cool season grass. And so that the idea is that your winter rye is the cool season grass. Okay. So but what he's saying is each one is in season at a certain time. So there's never an opportunity for weeds to take over because he's got, you know, one coming in really strong right when the other one's declining. And all he's got to do, he says, is just mow it. He goes, just mow it. I leave the clippings there. The earthworms take them clippings down, use them as fertilizer, break them down, and uh, it's just a no, you know, very low maintenance lawn. Because, like, if you think from like a natural perspective, how unnatural keeping a lawn is. And so you're growing all one single crop. Where do you see a, just one, you know, a big giant field of only one thing growing? Yeah, and th- think about how many how many other things we could be using that space for. That's what that Joel Soliton guy was talking about, the sustainability guy that was on Joe Rogan. That's like like episode four fifty something. It's way back there, but it was one that I had missed. And yeah, he was talking about how that you know we've got these you know everybody says oh you know. Uh, uh, you need big agriculture to feed the world. Everybody will starve if you don't have it. Well, no, it's not actually not true. Um, everybody will just start growing their own food if they don't have big ag. <laughs> yeah. You know, man, he was talking about everybody should have a couple chickens running around. You know, I think he was saying you could even have them in an apartment. But you know, have them running around your yard or whatever. I want to get some chickens. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I remember there was something called a chicken tractor, which is basically you kind of keep them in this little area, and he's he's all about like controlled grazing, where like you put them out. In this little area, they eat all the weed seeds. You know, the you know not not the weed seeds we like, man. You know, the weeds. <laughs> they probably would eat. Those. <laughs> yeah, um, and then and then they poop and fertilize, and then you go out there and move the area a little bit. You know, ten, yeah, you, ten you feet set, later. Set it up time. in chicken runs. Yeah, where they'll have like a certain run for a certain period of time with like straw bedding. Right. They'll, uh, I mean, fertilize that bedding. You'll move them, collect all that, add it to the compost pile as like a high nitrogen source and just keep moving. And you can even plant, get into like some concepts of permaculture, plant like mulberry trees or uh, Siberian pea shrubs and all these different plants around the chicken runs that are going to drop feed for the chickens year round. So then you don't even have to feed, buy chicken feed and feed your chickens. They're getting fed. Right. From stuff around them and fertilizing the area at the same time. It's a pretty cool circle. This kind of stuff, I think there's a lot of really cool circle, you know, circles of growing here that we should be interested in because all this shit costs us money. I mean, when are we going to realize that, you know, we got sucker written on our forehead when we got to go out and buy chicken feed when we got, you know, when we could have it (laughs) and be making it ourselves, you know? Um, yeah, it's interesting stuff. And I mean, it all comes down from going and buying so many things to keep our plants alive. And me having after 20 years, you know, however long it's been of growing these plants of being like, oh, they're so fragile. It's so hard to grow a plant. They should be bulletproof, man. It should be. It's a weed. Yeah, it should be hard to fuck it up, you know, because your soil is just so fortified with goodness. And I mean, well, if you have three gallons of soil compared to 300 gallons of soil, which one do you think is easier to fuck up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, the, the three gallons. So that's why I've moved to, uh, you know, raised beds and, you know, that whole, the, one, another thing that y'all can Google is Dave Montgomery taught me about quorum sensing, which was how uh, mycorrhizae actually go through and they're kind of hooked up to a whole bunch of plants. Um 
you have, you know, in the forest or in a raised bed, um, the mycorrhizae fungi, which is, you know, an additional secondary set of roots called fungus roots, um, go all through the bed and they really tiny, just these really thin fibrous, uh, strands. Like exponentially increases the surface area of the roots and the area they're able to uptake nutrients from. And it also is a, is how, uh, tree like a young tree can be underneath the shade of a big tree not getting enough sunlight and still be able to grow and it's because that that tree is the other tree's offspring sure and it's i mean who knows if it's through intelligent design or not that it's sharing uh it the food it's taking up through the mycorrhizal network with the young tree to help it grow because it's the future generation yeah, yeah, it's absolutely amazing, man. I mean, that, that kind of stuff is... And how about this? When a pathogen at- attacks one of the trees or one of the plants in the bed or in the forest, uh, the, uh, you know, they'll tell each other. No, they'll, it they'll, signals, and then one of them generally will sacrifice itself. Yeah, that's, but it sends a signal to the other guys. Hey, start making defenses. That's what that quorum sensing was. That is fucking cool, man. It was like, really interesting. It really, yeah, it's it's some amazing science that they're getting done. Yeah, I just want to know recently. Yeah, what applies to us? What kind of? I want to look at everybody that's that's studying uh, how things are being grown in healthy soil. I want to know how it applies to us. How can we grow the best cannabis with it, man? Without being part of the problem, big ag is part of the problem, man. And with with cannabis, we're coming in. We're really not, you know, tied into big ag so much. Shit, we can't even get crop insurance, man. So we shouldn't be doing things for crop insurance scams like Big Ag is, man. We should be actually working to uh, show people that we can do things differently and sustainably and profitably. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, man. You should be able to. <laughs> That's all I got, man. That's all I got. What do you say, man? You ready to put this biatch in the bag? Let's draw that funky beat. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Gotta say, uh, give a little love to Experimental Greenhouse, Mr. Danger 58. Tina B&A. Oh, right. Skunkworks. Yeah, Trinity 777. And Rocky Mountain J. High Zindal. <laughs> nice, man. Who we got? We got uh, Frozen Lava and Hey Buddy. The real DGC members. We got I Be High, J-Cat. Lumpy and Sparky. Nice guy. Till tomorrow, brother, when the dude gets back, take her easy. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed it's just me. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. 